Part two, chapter three of Home Education Series Volume One Home Education. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Home Education Series Volume One Home Education by Charlotte Mason. Part two, chapter three picture painting read by amy bodkin navarre florida method of so exceedingly delightful is this faculty of taking mental photographs exact images of the beauties of nature we go about the world for the refreshment of seeing that it is worth while to exercise children in another way towards this end bearing in mind however that they see the near and the minute but can only be made with an effort to look at the wide and the distant get the children to look well at some patch of landscape and then to shut their eyes and call up the picture before them if any bit of it is blurred they had better look again when they have a perfect image before their eyes let them say what they see thus i see a pond it is shallow on this side but deep on the other trees come to the water's edge on that side and you can see their green leaves and branches so plainly in the water that you would think there was a wood underneath almost touching the trees and the water is a bit of blue sky with a soft white cloud and when you look up you see that same little cloud but with a great deal of sky instead of a patch because there are no trees up there there are lovely yellow water lilies round the far edge of the pond and two or three of the big round leaves are turned up like sails near where i am standing three cows have come to drink and one has got far into the water nearly up to her neck etc strain on the attention this too is an exercise children delight in but as it involves some strain on the attention it is fatiguing and should only be employed now and then it is however well worth while to give children the habit of getting a bit of landscape by heart in this way because it is the effort of recalling and reproducing that is fatiguing while the altogether pleasurable act of seeing fully and in detail is likely to be repeated unconsciously until it becomes a habit by the child who is required now and then to reproduce what he sees seeing fully and in detail at first the children will want a little help in the art of seeing the mother will say look at the reflection of the trees there might be a wood under the water what do those standing up leaves remind you of and so on until the children have noticed the salient points of the scene she will even herself learn off two or three scenes and describe them with closed eyes for the children's amusement and such little mimics are they and at the same time so sympathetic that any graceful fanciful touch which she throws into her descriptions will be reproduced with variations in theirs the children will delight in this game of picture painting all the more if the mother introduce it by describing some great picture gallery she has seen pictures of mountains of moors of stormy seas of ploughed fields of little children at play of an old woman knitting and goes on to say that though she does not paint her pictures on canvas 
and have them put in frames she carries about with her just such a picture gallery for whenever she sees anything lovely or interesting she looks at it until she has the picture in her mind's eye and then she carries it away with her her own forever a picture on view just when she wants it a means of after solace and refreshment it would be difficult to overrate this habit of seeing and storing as a means of after solace and refreshment the busiest of us have holidays when we slip our necks out of the yoke and come face to face with nature to be healed and blessed by the breathing balm the silence and the calm of mute insensate things this immediate refreshment is open to everybody according to his measure but it is a mistake to suppose that everybody is able to carry away a refreshing image of that which gives him delight only a few can say with wordsworth of scenes they have visited though absent long these forms of beauty have not been to me as is a landscape to a blind man's eye but oft in lonely rooms and mid the din of towns and cities i have owed to them in hours of weariness sensation sweet felt in the blood and felt along the heart and passing even into my pure mind with tranquil restoration and yet this is no high poetic gift which the rest of us must be content to admire but a common reward for taking pains in the act of seeing which parents may do a great deal to confer upon their children the mother must beware how she spoils the simplicity the objective character of the child's enjoyment by treating his little descriptions as feats of cleverness to be repeated to his father or to visitors she had better make a vow to suppress herself to say nothing to nobody in his presence at any rate though the child should show himself a born poet end of part two chapter three read by amy bodkin navarre florida